This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, we'll be joining, we will be going live with this week's panel in about 25 seconds. So if you wish to join us, then please do so. Uh, while you're watching on YouTube, please do make sure that you do subscribe. And, uh, and we'll be with you straight after this. Welcome to another edition of That Millwall Live Interactive Fan Show. Got to be careful what words I use in case um, I offend anyone on Twitter, as I've seemed to have done before with choosing names. Um, anyway, agenda for tonight is here, as you can see. Our agenda tonight is going to be talking about Sunderland Away. We're going to be talking and looking in a bit more deeply at Bart versus Long. And then it'd be really rude not to talk about England and whether or not it's too early to start believing. Um, so we will crack into there. But first and foremost, we're joined. I am joined by three members of the panel so far. There are promises that we could be joined by more as we go on through the show. But I'll welcome back the man who hasn't been seen for a while after his leg operation, the one and only Chaps. How you doing, fella? You all right? Hello, mate. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've done a bit of a John Cena uh, disappearing act recently, but no, really, really good to be back and uh, got three nice topics to talk to tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, in the middle... Evening, Steve Fun. How you doing? Morning, Mickey. Morning. God. Evening, Mickey. You all right? There we go. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. 
For those of you who think Stephen's in Australia, that's why he said morning, no? You can see the kind of day I've had. Yeah, yeah, no, I can, I can, I can see that. And then we're joined by the football guru himself, the one and only Alex Grace. I oh, know, sorry, we got Kai Bennett tonight. How are you doing, Kai? Kai, you right? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Yeah, Alex is a dart, so unfortunately won't be joining us as we saw earlier. But uh, yeah, no, good. Hope the boys are doing. Hope your boys are doing well. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the show. Excellent, excellent. Right then. Uh, remember, if you want to get involved, you can get involved. Just drop yourself a comment. Um, unfortunately, if you're watching us on Twitter, you can't necessarily do that. Um, but please do send us a message and um, and we can see that and hopefully get those in, involved. Um, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, your messages will come through to us uh, direct in the studio, which we'll all be able to see, and then we'll post them up. Right then, gents, who is going first? Who wants to talk about the shower of shit what was sundling away on Saturday? I will take volunteers. Who wants to go first? I didn't watch it. I watched highlights, and I watched bits and pieces, because I was playing Santa for the school and by all accounts that was much more enjoyable than um than watching that second half of Millwall Way. Stephen, go on fella. To be honest, I will be honest with you, uh, first off well at the first twenty twenty five minutes, I thought we were really, really good. Um knocking the ball around nicely, creating a few chances. Um, I thought we were very, very unlucky to to not score um, just before half time, and you kind of go in half time nil nil, and you think right, something to build on, good solid away um, performance so far, and then all of a sudden it 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 just it fell apart. I don't know what was said at half time. I don't know what the message was. Yeah, okay, you, you can argue that they come out played a bit better, but. Um, I think I'd rather been watching you as Santa Mick than, than watching the second half, I must admit. I reckon the message at half-time was, right, gents, take it easy. We've got the Christmas party in, in Manchester after this, so no one get yourself injured and get us up to A&E because we need to get the coach moving straight after the game. Is that a bit cynical? I, I'll be honest with you. I, it seems something stupid was said because they they, gone, they went from being on the front foot and creating chances to just allowing Sunderland to have time and space and much like QPR at home earlier on in the season, we just let them run the game. It was very poor. Chalk and cheese performance from first half to second. I think, um, I don't know if Nicky's on mute. I'll jump in there. I think um, we've played a lot worse and won, uh, in my opinion. Um and um, I put like, my post-match chat up and I've had a few Sunderland, Sunderland fans like, pipe up and talk about how they battered us, which is, I don't know what game they were watching because they didn't. And the facts, we had 19 shots to their 11. So if that's a battering, then I'd like to, to can't argue with facts. And we both had five shots on target. The difference is they took theirs and we didn't. And, and that, that's, that's the bottom line. It's key moments. And there are moments where we didn't take our chances. And there were moments where we made vital cock-ups, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, I think I agree with what Stephen said, but I also think it, it's not always a case of just allowing them to play. They're, they're the home team, right? They've got very, very good informed players, in particular in attacking areas. There's 30 odd thousand fans. 
it's unrealistic to expect that they're not going to come out in the second half all guns blazing and firing. And they just got a vital goal that they then backed up very quickly. So it's one of them. I think it could have gone either way. And it really reminded me of the QPR game, as Stephen said, because we lost that game 2-0, if I remember rightly, at home. And there wasn't that much in it. And um, that is genuinely how I see this game. I mean, there was one Sunderland fan what come in with a, a good comment where he said, I'm a Sunderland fan. David Harris's name is. He said, I'm a Sunderland fan. Agreed with what you said. If you haven't checked out um, Chap's latest video, it's on uh, it's on our YouTube channel. Um, we'll put a link into it, into the description on, on this show at the end of it. Um, and he said, I'm a Sunderland fan. Agree with what you said. We were awful first half, apart from maybe a brief 10-minute period. You were very direct and bullied us, and we struggled. First goal changed the game. I hope to get to your ground for the away ground. And there was a few like that. There was there was a couple who, you know, um, who said a couple of other bits, like one that said Sunderland was too fit for Mill, too fit. Mill will run out of steam, and the five changes did nothing. I mean, I agree with the changes. I think there was a few yeah. people that, that complained about, um, I think, when George Evans and Scott Malone come on, um, obviously not the most sort of inspiring subs, but he didn't want to risk, he didn't want to take the kids, rightly or wrongly. I'm sure we might come on to that as well. But he only had who was available on the bench. And if you want to make changes and get fresh legs onto the pitch, the options at the time were Malone, Bar, Hutchinson and uh, Evans. So he, he, he only brought on who he had to. But unfortunately, when you don't have attacking options on the bench apart from Mason Bennett, and you find yourself 2-0 down, no matter what changes you make, you're probably not going to get yourself back into the game. I probably agree with you, Stephen. Now, I think, I mean, despite the fact that obviously second half performance was, was poor, I thought, as you guys said, first half, I thought we were good. We started well. Um, sort of the, the start I expected, really, after coming back in from that 4-2 win against Preston, I thought we could get a couple of goals here. Um, the big chance, obviously, fell to Zian, who, you know, you, you hope he, he puts that away. But Bradshaw also could react, doesn't quite get a foot on it. Um, where, where, you know, he's onside as well. So he could have, if he tapped that home, it would have probably counted. Um, so, yeah, there was there was some frustrating moments in the game, uh, and that, that being one of them. But second half, we just looked like we just lost any momentum we had. Um, I thought that it's difficult. I think I really, I really like Voggy. Um, I really like him on the right. But sometimes we, we, we might need that little bit more pace down the wing. And maybe that's where we get undone a little bit. Mason Bennett, um, obviously not starting, Tyler Bury being ill or, you know, not being not being quite fit enough to play. Maybe that Tyler Bury bro or or Mason Bennett is starting from the from the from the start. Because I thought Mason Bennett was quite good when he came on. He looked lively. Um maybe might have made made the difference. But first half we, we were very good and it's a shame we couldn't have um couldn't have made something count from it. Why is it every time I go to press the space bar, it don't fucking work? I mean, I don't want it, I press it and it works fine. It mutes me, but yeah. I think, look, I've seen the highlights. To me personally, I think the three goals are very, very um, simple. Um, I think there was a few mistakes. Um, Long, which we'll get on to in a bit, but Long shouldn't have made that mistake. Um, I think Creswell shouldn't, and, and even, you know, realistically... Murray Wallace potentially was to blame for one as well, where he could have probably closed it down a bit quicker before it got, you know, shot into the box. But it just looked as if um, 
concentration just went for a couple of seconds, and that's where we get punished every time. Where when we you, you know we lose that concentration for a couple of seconds, and it fucks us. It really does fuck us. I think the other thing that didn't help us either was, and I'm not saying that they weren't, but uh, Honeyman, Savile, and uh, Billy Mitchell were all booked in the first half and it was pretty much the first tackle they made they were booked for it and when you're a, a team like when Millwall press when they press well we create chances we, we win the ball back a bit higher obviously the chance for Fleming was, was created because of a high press but you also have to be able to put a foot in and if your three midfielders are going into the second half on a booking one mistake they're off and I think I've, I honestly think that played a little bit of a part. Um, I think all three of them were conscious of the fact that they couldn't maybe necessarily play their game. Yes, you then argue you could change it, but um, I think that was uh, as, as well as the concentration. I think that the three in midfield were were struggling with the fact that um, you know people were running at them and they couldn't afford to make a mistake because they'd have been sent off. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe you could have a valid point there, fella. So. Um... Yeah, I think any any pluses to take out of the game? <laughs> um, I think uh, I think the, the pluses to take out of that game was there was a couple of players for me that I felt um, come away with credit. Um, so I think um, Danny Mac had a good game. I thought I don't think he put a foot wrong. Really, I, I don't. Um, maybe you could argue he was out of position was it for their first goal but I think we were attacking so I, I think he was I think he was really good defensively uh, and offensively um, I think Vogie was quite bright in the first half I, I don't I really like him and, and I know he divides opinion actually quite a lot um, and maybe I like him too I think he needs a goal and I'm literally best for him to score because I think he his work rate he's, he's very unselfish I mean Let's be honest, what sort of player? He's not a right winger. Uh, I, I can't sit here and say I know exactly the positions he played in general. You can tell for play, he's not a right winger. Um, and yet he's been stuck out there. And I think he, he does. I don't think we've got anyone better at the club at the moment, put it that way, that, that, would, that would give us what he does. Obviously, Bury is a different type of prospect. I don't think he's reliable enough. So I thought Bogey's first half performance was, was a plus. And I also thought Savile was really good. And I was gutted for Savile because to Stephen's point, he picked up a booking. But I, out of the three bookings we got, he was the one I don't think was a booking. Um, no, wasn't. No. And um, the other two, they were. I think Billy Mitchell's was actually quite a bad challenge. He didn't mean it. It was quite a bad challenge. But, but Sav wasn't. And we all know that Sav, he's not the quickest. Um, there was actually one one uh, moment in the first half where I think he tried to go around Diallo in the, in the corner. And uh, he just... He realised yeah. after through that he was never going to get round him. But Sav is what Sav is, right? And when you take away his capacity in the tackle, it limits him a bit. But I still thought he put in a really good performance. And I think he only went off because if you have to take Mitchell or Savile off, Mitchell's got more legs. So I think that's why he went off over over him. So I think they're the, they're the pros. Um, and then the only other pro, which is a bit of a weird one for me, is we tried to sign Ellis Sims in the summer. From what I understand, we tried really hard to get him. And he chose Sunderland. You can't, there's nothing we can do about that. But knowing that we tried to sign him gives me confidence that the club know what we need. Um, and I know it's, a, it's not a pro from the game. Um, the point I'm trying to make is 
for me, he was the difference in the game. I thought he was superb, everything he did. And if we can sign someone like that, which I think is exactly what we're missing um, in January, then um, the, it could bode well for us in the second half of the season. I must admit, I said exactly the same thing to my dad about Ellis Sims. I thought, I thought he was absolutely superb and he run Cresswell and um, Cooper ragged at times um, and found he was two on one all the time but every single time he seemed to pick up the ball so um, yeah I, I, I agree uh, again not a positive because of the fact that we've lost the game but if if that's the sort of striker that Rowett wants to bring in someone that can that can hold the ball up and has a little bit about him in terms of some pace then hopefully the, the next one that comes in the door can can shine like he did I mean, according to Sofa stat, um, Sofa score, um, Volksammer was the highest rating on a six point eight, and then Danny Mac, oh Jake Cooper was six point eight as well, and then Danny Mac, George Honeyman on six seven, and then Murray Wallace six six, and the rest were all below there. But George Long um, got six point one, and Ellis, who you were talking about, got seven point nine. I'll be honest with you, and I I do like Foggy, and I've said it on the pod a few times, but I think I'm starting to question really um, a little bit about if this goal is actually going to come. I agree he probably does need a goal just to settle him down a little bit and, and take, get that off his back a little bit. But whereas you had, like for example, Fleming, and I know they're different players, but Fleming is... He's having a go. He's, he was having shots on goal and now we're reaping the rewards with the goals that he scored more recently. But with Foggy, he seems to only really be having maybe one chance in the game. He, I think he needs to he needs to be sort of backing himself a little bit. I mean, there's a couple of times we've seen him have a strike on goal. He absolutely levers... He, he, he hits the ball so hard... Um, I, I just think I, I think he needs to have, he needs to be backing himself a little bit more because um, whilst he, he is working hard, it, it's getting to the point where um, his his game time's going to become quite reduced if if we sign someone else because if he's not going to score, then they're going to look for someone else that that can. No, let's see. I, I I agree possibly with that to a degree, but yeah, I mean Chris Brown has obviously found us a plus point for Mill versus Sunderland. That plus point was. He never made the trip up to Sunderland. Um, 900 poor sods did. Yeah, well, yeah, 900 did. Um, a lot like Phil Clark, Jack Clark were on the plane about five o'clock in the morning, half five in the morning, um, flying up and then going and flying back down. So, you know, you look at the different aspects of what people did to get there and follow the club around the country. You sort of, I don't know, you sort of think that you don't mind losing if you try. It's when you just seem to put your head down and don't even try. So, yeah, I don't know. Kai, what's the Brazil score? Finished 4-1 to Brazil. Oh, there we go. Just in case anyone uh, is trying to avoid it, we'll um, just ruin your evening for you. So, yeah. Remember, okay. this is um, live. You can comment um, if you want to get involved on Twitter. Um you obviously know most of our handles already, uh, our accounts, so you can just get involved in there. But I have got you on the screen now, so if you do want to get involved, you can. Um, we've got some topics for the show. Before we probably move on to Bart versus Long, um, what's your 
understanding of the news what Richard Cowley broke um, about the Irish lad signed and uh, and coming in. And to be honest, if Richard Cowley said it, then um, I'd probably suggest it's it's happened or it is happening because um, he's got a very good relationship with the club and normally he gets to to get the exclusive before anyone else out there. I think much like Chris said earlier, um, and the, the sort of to back him up with hoping that if we're looking at for a big target man, similar to Ellis Sims, if I'm not sad, I haven't seen much of him, so I don't know. But if he's a big, a bigger physical striker, someone who we can look to to you know hold the ball up a little bit better than maybe what we've got at the moment, um, it can only be a good thing. It's just, I think it's the sort of signing the club should be making young players with potential to to you know to grow into to really good players at this level um hopefully we don't ruin him and, and send him out on loan or or do you know make some of the decisions the club make or have made in the past with, with players it, it's a bit baffling but hopefully we give him an opportunity and, and can see what he can do yeah it's it, yeah i don't think we're going to send him out alone i think he's going to end up playing if i'm honest um but he does look a good player. Um, I mean, Kai, what's your thoughts on him? No, he looks he looks really looks really talented. The fact that the bigger you know bigger clubs like you, I think in uh, Leeds, Southampton, Wolves, so you've seen linked him shows that shows that he's a good signing. Um, shows that he'll be a good player for us. Um, I wonder whether one of the I don't know this. I'm just I'm just you know just saying it saying it out loud. One as a thought. I wonder whether. Um, one of the one of the deals, one of the conditions that he came to us instead of a bigger club, maybe he was guaranteed some like maybe guaranteed some playing time, um, first team involvement. Because obviously, if you go to these, you look at Zach Lovelace, for example, he left us, was in and around the first team, got got to go every so often. But Rangers has gone straight there and dropped straight down to their academy, um, and he plays for their academy now week in week out. So I wonder whether this was this situation for him as well. Whether he'd have gone to a bigger club, he'd have been playing in their academy, coming to Mill, he's able to play Championship football get a run out, get a chance and hopefully deliver on that chance. So I wonder if that's one of them. If it is, it'd be nice to see him play and I see a little bit of pace in the, in the side. Um, hopefully, got good physicality. And yeah, I'm excited about the sign. As Stephen said, it's, it's, it's signs like that actually should be making uh, for the future and the long-term goal. Yeah, no, I think it, it'd be good. I mean, looking at, again, looking at Safer score with his heat map, he seems to be where he plays. He seems to be very prominent down that right-hand wing. Um, a little bit uh, on on the left dashes and in the box a lot, but mainly um, down that right-hand side, which possibly could be a player instead of Volkslammer to try and bring Volkslammer into the middle for, you know, the last part of the season push, put him into, a, into an attacking, a more central attacking role, um, potentially with Bradshaw and maybe Fleming behind him. Could could make an interesting second half. I mean, this young kid. There's not really a lot about him. I mean, um, he's 19 years old, um, 172 centimeters. Favorite position or position? He's a forward, right footed. Um, scored a couple of goals. Nothing outstanding, but it says there's no outstanding weaknesses and no real outstanding um, strengths. But yeah, we're lad. We'll add his stats to the website in a little bit um, and then you'll be able to check it out or go on sofa score and, and, and drop it out. But um, I think he's definitely an interesting prospect for us and I think signing players 
this sort of age, and he, I don't think, would have cost us a lot of money. It's great investment going forward because if we can keep hold of him for you know two, three, four years, and then sell him on when he, you know he's probably twenty four, twenty five, um, we make a shit ton of money, hopefully, and then we can use that money to reinvest. Same as with Fleming. Again, if we can keep Fleming for another year or two, maybe three, whichever, but then we get rid of him to a Prem for, you know, 15, 20, 25 million, maybe more. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting, um, it'll be an interesting time. I mean, Stephen, you're working on a bit, you're working on something for the website now between him and um, and the Man United fella, aren't you? But, you know, that that's... Yeah, the stats on them look very interesting comparing the both of them together. I mean, our stat partner is obviously um, com- compatinator, isn't it? Comparinator. I can't pronounce their words. Kai? Kai? Sorry, mate, what was that? What's, what's the stat company called? Uh, Comparisonator. That's the one. That's the one. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, the stats are, are there. What, what's your thoughts on those stats you've seen there then, Stephen? Uh, the, the, it's interesting. I've been obviously comparing Anthony and and Tian um, Fleming both before leaving the Eredivisie, and obviously now that Fleming's joined the Championship and Anthony's gone into the Premier League. Um, it's interesting because obviously Anthony comes from Ajax. Ajax are the sort of arguably the, the biggest team in in Holland, and you know. Man United fans were excited because they saw a couple of tricks that Anthony does, that stupid ball spin that doesn't actually beat anyone, but everyone seems to love it. Um, but if you look at, if you drill down and look at Anthony's involved in, 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 in goals and, and, and stuff, goals and assists, but Fleming was more of a match winner than what Anthony ever was for Ajax. He scored more important goals. He was more important to his team. He come up with big goals when it mattered more. And I think, I think, yeah, okay. Look, Man United paid seventy-five million or whatever it was for him. We paid one point seven. Obviously, that there's, you know, they they think they've got the better player. But from what I've looked at and what I'm kind of sort of working on with it, um, in terms of impacting games and winning games, um, in terms of what we paid and what they paid, we've we've certainly got a better deal in in that in that sense. Yeah, no, I agree with you on there. Right, there is a, a poll which just gone live on our YouTube um, now. Is in who would you pick? Would you pick Bart or would you pick Long? Um, obviously, there. Um, Chris Brown apparently he said his goodbyes in the dressing room after their last game. Oh, the yeah, Irish lad. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking who's that in our team? Which just said bye bye. So um, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. So yeah. Um, you got something to say on the Irish lad, Chris? Have you said it? I've not, mate. No. So the Irish lad, none of us have even said his name. So for those of you listening, it's Adomo Imaku. There we um, go. See, I'm fucking useless at saying names, mate. So there's no point on, me mate. even attempting at it because I will fuck it right up. Um, so uh, yeah, um, that's the name of the lad. Um, what was his name again? Adomo Imaku. Okay. Yeah, mate. I'll spell it out for you if you want. I've done my research. Don't you worry. Sure then. Um, yeah. Go on then. But no, um, no, no, spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> now he's looking on the computer. Look, 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 look. <laughs> it's A I D O M O E M A K H U. There you go. 
typed it. For those of you who can't, I've typed it. Anyway, yeah. anyway, a couple of things I wanted to say on him. So I agree with what everyone said around um, type of player we should be signing. We, we need to become a selling club, but at the right time. So this is a great investment, probably a couple of grand, and we, we you know, we look to move him on. A couple of points. I think the first one is uh, there's a, a young lad that plays for QPR called Sinclair Armstrong. That um, they, it's the exact same thing. So they signed him. He's 19 years old. They signed him a year ago from Shamrock Rovers. And if you ask any QPR fan, every time he's he's been drip fed into it, so he hasn't started many games. He's sometimes on the bench, sometimes not. But he looks a real prospect, and they're really excited by him. And he's a very similar type of player in terms of a forward, pacey, quite physical. So I would imagine him to be very similar to him. Um, and then the second thing is I wonder if our Irish connections with the likes of Faldy and Sean Williams, with uh, Imaku being involved in the younger Irish setup, would have uh, swayed it in our favour. Don't know. Uh, neither of them played for Shamrock Rovers, by the way. Um, I did my research on that, and the last player we got from Shamrock Rovers was Mark Quigley, according to if, if I'm if I'm right. So it's definitely uh, definitely no one more recent. But I wonder whether that swayed something, someone in the Irish setup. But yeah, looking forward to seeing him. Uh, seeing him play, but I, I don't think he'll come into the team. I think he'll be in and around the squad, uh, maybe drip-fed in, in bit parts um, here and there. You could be right there, Chris, actually, because, uh, I mean, we've got, obviously, Danny's in the young setup as well, isn't he? So, potentially, yeah. he knows him as well. So, maybe Danny's, Danny's giving him a little nudge to come to us as well. So, yeah, plenty of connections there. Yeah. Exciting, similar though. Th similar yeah. thing happened with um, Fleming, though, didn't it? Because Kiftenbeld... Kiftenbeld put in a good word for the club to, to Fleming when it, it come out that we wanted him and, and obviously, you know, both being Dutch, he did obviously sort of tapped it, tapped into that and then asked his opinion. So that does go on. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if somewhere along the line, an Irish lion somewhere has, has got into his ear and gone, yeah, it, that's a good fit. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, yeah. Well, we put a poll up on YouTube. We put a poll up on Twitter. Um, they're only going to be running while we're doing the show. Um, and then we might do a longer one um, later on in the week. But we're going to be now moving forward on to the discussion of Long or Bart versus Long. Um I'm going to step back, mate, let you three boys battle it out. But um, we'll, start, we'll start with hearing yeah, um, who would be your choice and then your reasons around it, and then you three boys can battle it out, and I'll look for the comments, hopefully. Uh, those of you listening online can get involved if you're listening to this as a podcast um, tomorrow morning. Then um, please continue... Uh, we're getting an upskirt from Stephen. Um, please get involved in the comments, um, either on the YouTube video or uh, across Twitter tomorrow. We'll make sure that we try and continue this conversation on our community page on Twitter. So uh, I'll go with you first, Chris. Off you go, fella. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Art, for me. Um Reasons being, um, so in, interestingly, uh, factually, we have conceded less goals with George Long in. Factually, um, you shared before before the uh, yeah. Just just to bring people in, we've got um, 
we, we've done a comparison across. We've worked it out that um, Bart has played nine games in Goldie's season and George Long has played 11 goals this season. Um, and when you look at this stat, you're comparing him to, aren't you? Average goals conceded, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as you can see on there, quite a bit of it, Bart has um, winning the stats. If we're pure, basing it purely on stats, then, um, yes, you know, Chris is right. If you want to see these stats in a little bit more detail, go on our Instagram account or go on to our Twitter or YouTube accounts and we posted these before we done the show. So you can um, you can look at those stats um, again kindly um, with the data provided um, by our stat partner. Sorry, Chris, go on, fella. So my, cho- my choice is Bart. Factually, Long has conceded less goals on average. However, he also has had a significantly reduced amount of shots to face. And that coincides with us reverting from a five at the back to a four at the back. So I don't think you can do a true judgment until we've had Bart in a four. Um, and that's what I'd be an advocate of. I'd want to put Bart, Bart in to see how he does against a four. Now, a couple of considerations for me is there is no denying George Long is much better with his feet. Absolutely no question. And he gets us up the pitch. He also gets us up the pitch because the defenders can play a higher line because they know that George Long can be a sweeper-keeper. And we actually see him do that a couple of times against Sunderland. And I know you know <laughs> when, you text, it, when you text that in the group earlier, I thought you were taking the piss, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the truth. That's what he does. But yeah. having said all that, bottom line is, Bart's going to get a goalkeeper, in my opinion. And if I was, to, if I was Gary Rowett, I would prioritise stopping the ball going in the net above anything else at the moment. Just yeah, it's probably uh, it's an opinion thing. So yeah, that's 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 my uh, justification for it. Um, so for me, Bart. Uh, just before I come to you, Stephen, um, Chris Brown has got involved in the comments. Remember, it's really easy. Just get involved in the comments. If you're watching on Twitter, then unfortunately you will need to go either on Facebook or um, YouTube, or just drop us, you know, tag us in the message. Um, that mill pod, and then it'll flag up on our system. We'll be able to see you. Uh, Bart has jelly legs. I have panic attacks when he has the ball at his feet, but Long has jelly arms and couldn't stop a feather on a windy day. Stephen, you can uh, you can let us know your thoughts and give us a comment on Chris Brown's um, comment. Uh, I was I was going to say I haven't actually spoke to um, Chaps before this, but pretty much what he said just before um, you asked me for my um, comment is is how I would how I see it. I think it's very harsh to judge the two goalkeepers when one's played in a back four and one's played in a back five. We were a shambles as a back five. We all know that, and Bart was the goalkeeper for the majority of that. So I, I don't think it's fair to compare on that on that in that sense. Um, but I think predominantly your goalkeeper is in the team to stop the ball, to save the ball. Yeah, it would be lovely if we could have goalkeepers like Edison that can play of his feet and do whatever he wants and, and be an outfield player. But ultimately, you want your goalkeeper to, to save you and earn you points. And how many times have we 
over the last three years, whether it be on a podcast, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be in a pub, whatever, gone, Bart saved us today. Bart saved us today. Because I can, I can tell you there have been so many incredible saves and I just don't see George Long being able to pull those off. I mean, he has made a couple of good saves in the in the games that he's played, but he's also, you know, um, you know, made, made a couple of errors. And and the issue with um, saying about uh, the comment from Chris, he said that about Bart's jelly legs. Yes, with the ball at his feet, it is very very nervy. There's plenty of times at games when you sit, I sit in obviously in the home end, and you just think, God, just kick the thing, get rid of it, because he does. You do sort of have a little bit of a panic attack. But how many goals? Can you name now that us, uh, who's on this and anyone that's at home that we've scored from passing the ball out from the back from our goalkeeper to our defenders and playing free-flowing game? doesn't happen. We don't score hardly any goals like that. Yeah, OK, Long gets us up the pitch and a couple of times he's knocked it long. We've, I think the Watford game springs to mind. Um, it, we, we created a couple of chances there. But I want my goalkeeper to be stopping the ball going in the back of the net, not being able to play passes out from the back. So much like... Chaps, um, for me, my my choice of goalkeeper would be Bart. Okay. Kai, we haven't got another comment to come into you there, mate, but we'll let you in. Um, If you are watching us, then please do get involved. Um, I am on about a 15-second, 20-second delay by the looks of it on on Twitter for some unknown reason, which is really off-putting where I'm looking at the poll. And I keep seeing our video sitting above it. And I keep looking at myself, looking completely the other way, doing something else. And I'm thinking, something's not right there. But no, about 15 seconds on Twitter. But yeah. Um, just before you do come in, Kai, just quickly. Uh, on the Twitter poll, um, we've had 24 people vote. You've still got 22 minutes left. Um, Bart is winning with 83.3% of the vote. Kai, who are you voting for? And why? Okay, so when Long was first, when Long first came into the team against, I think it was Blackpool, um, I believe. Um, I thought it was really well. I was confused. Well, I think everyone was confused, weren't they? Um, and considering Bart hadn't done anything wrong, you know, it was quite. A, it was a little bit nerve wracking. I'm not kind of wondering why. Kind of wondering why why he had been dropped. Um, but when George Long first came in, you could really see his attributes. He's, he's kicking. Um, I know you guys said about his kicking, and obviously, you know, it's not the be or the end all, but um, the composure and the ability we have to play for the back now is really, really nice. I mean, the ideal situation here, you put both keepers together and you have a perfect keeper, but obviously, unfortunately, you can't do that in life. So, um, but I, I do agree with probably both the boys, and that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably go, I probably will have to go for Bart um, just because of the, the saves he has made in the past. Like, one that springs to mind, my favourite ever save from him was um, was his save against Cardiff. Do you remember when um, Lee Tomlin absolutely bashed one and, and Bart literally fingertip save around the post? It looked mm. like going in. And there was one against Luton a couple of years ago where he's, he's, he's reacted really quickly. So his shot stopping is, is unbelievable. Uh, not so good with his feet, but if we can get our defenders have got better with their feet, and therefore we can use that a little bit more, hopefully. But so yeah, I'm going to have to go for, for Bart like the other two. Okay. Um... Mike has got involved and Bart for him. Um, Chris Brown has got involved and Bart for him because he is the better stop shopper. Stopper. Um, 
Now, Daily Mirror has come up with an interesting point, and I'll be pleased to to hear your um, thoughts on it. We'll start with you, Kai, and then we'll, we'll go down to Stephen, and then obviously Chris. Uh, Hutch missing is the problem. Play Hutch and then play George Long. Poor defence puts extra pressure on the keeper. I, I actually think he probably hit the nail on the head with that. I think Charlie Cresswell, when he first came in, uh, looked really good. Then had a little bit of, bit of a dodgy period of, of uh, season. Then just before the break, he looked like he was back up to what he looked, what we thought he would be. But obviously, Sunderland, he he, he struggled in, in parts. Um, I think Hutch is such an assured defender for us. I think everyone's got 100% confidence in Hutch to win things. And, you know, he's not the quickest. He's not going to he's not gonna ping a 90-yard pass. But at the same time, he, he's what we need at the back. We need that um, him and Cooper have that superb relationship between the two and the understanding they have between the two of us is is, is great and I, I, I do agree with him I think with if you can add that a little bit more defensive cover when you bring Hutch in maybe you know then you can almost sacrifice that and have a sweeper keeper and, and play George Long so yeah I, prob- I probably agree but I'm still going to go for part um, okay that, that's, that's nothing on that's nothing on, on Long I still think he's a good keeper no that's fine no problem Stephen your thoughts on uh, on the Daily Mirror's comment um, I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to go against it. Actually, um, uh, whilst I agree that I think Sean Hutchinson needs to play, I think he's the best defender at the club. Um, it, it's, uh, just he's club captain. He should be playing. Um, I wouldn't trust Sean Hutchinson or Jake Cooper with the ball at their feet. So I don't think that necessarily having defenders that or having a goalkeeper that can have is really good at his feet i don't think it matters which of our defenders play in front of him i don't think that's going to make any difference whatsoever because the defenders can't play football they can't they 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 they're, they're built cooper and hutchinson are built on knocking it long and kicking it out of play and you know old school old school center halves they're not these ball playing center halves that that rowett has has asked them to play um, I don't think, but I, I think if you put Hutchinson in, yes, it improves us. But I'd still be putting Bart in. I, I don't think that would that would solve the issue of um, uh, of George Long. I don't think that would make George Long a better keeper having Hutchinson in front of him because there's been games where Hutchinson's played and and it, you know he he's still a little bit suspect with with um, shot stopping. Similar thing happened with Jordan Archer. Jordan Archer seemingly went for a spell where every time anyone hit the shot, it didn't look like he was going to save it. Not that George Long, I'm not comparing the two, but I think if you've got Bart, if you've got if you've got Bart in goal and someone's having having shot or they're having pop shots at him, I'd back him to save most of them. I don't think it matters who you play in the defence. If someone's hitting it from 20 yards, I don't think Long. I don't back Long to to be making the saves that Bart can and has done in the past. No, totally. Chris, what's your um, what's your thoughts on the, on the Daily Mirror's comment? I think it's a good point, and I think it's a really good point to bring Hutch into the equation because I would. I don't know how we can get access to it, but I'd love to know out of this. I'm sure some stat has got it somewhere. Results of Hutch. Forget the keeper. Forget the keeper for a second. Results with Hutch in the team, and then with Hutch out, because I'm pretty sure our winning streak. Um, what, we can do that. We could we could do that with keep with the keeper versus Hutch. So we could we could probably work it out with the games what they play together, um, and work the stats out for Long and um, Long and, and Hutch, and also Barton Hutch. We could probably do that with our with our stats fairly 
straightforward. So maybe on the next show we do, we can we could look at trying to see if we can get that that information. I reckon. Yeah, that'd be good. I, th- I think Hutch is a, is a vital cog that's missing. Um, he's the best defender at the club by mile, as Stephen said, but he also makes Cooper a better player because Cooper, I've said this, I mean... Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Times. He's not a captain, he's not a leader. And Cooper is twice the player when Hutch is in the team. So just getting the goalkeepers for a second. My only concern is Hutch is quite injury prone and he's not getting any younger. And I think that's over in the, over the summer, probably not now. We probably need to think about long-term replacements for him. But that's a, that's a separate point. I think the only couple of considerations on the goalkeeper front, now kind of just being devil's advocate here, because I've already said I vote for part, is so two things. So first of all, I don't know this, but having met Bart once and what I've heard of him, I've got a feeling he's a real confident goalkeeper and as a personality. And he's been dropped. And I don't know if that will play into his the mental side of it for him. I don't know, but he does seem to be a bit of a confidence character. Could be wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying that we, we shouldn't play him for that reason. I'm just just sort of venting that there. And then the second thing is, there is no doubt in that having George Long there means the defence feel more comfortable playing a higher line. So it has changed the way we play. It's not just the four. I think we do play a slightly higher line and a and a, and a, and a, and a higher press. Will that still be able to be done with Barting goal? And the reality is, we won't know until we do it. So, I'm still calling. We should put. We should try Bart. I'm just a couple of considerations there to, to think about. No, I think that's that's. Yeah, I mean, no, I think they're both you know decent keepers. Let, let's let's not pretend that Long is going to be our number one keeper um, if Bart is to leave or if Bart you know steps down as such because he isn't getting any younger um, and I just think the problem is that Long is a very good keeper I think a lot of it is, is that he hasn't you know okay he's played 11 games on the trot but he hasn't actually been playing constant football for quite a while um, you know the odd game here and there so you know once he's got a season under his belt then you know you might be able to see um more of what he really is, but he's not—he's not a shit goalkeeper. His stats over over his lifetime point towards that. But you know, Bart is by far a much better um, shot stopper, and you know, double saves, triple saves. I would always expect uh, Bart to be winning those balls uh, and saving those balls over over long. And I think you need to look at the. 
you know, is it all about distribution? Is he going for the long ball and we need to stick the long ball up? Or is it really more about, you know, just passing the ball forward now that we've got a couple of players what can run with the balls up? But again, you know, that's Gary Rowett's um, decision. That's why he gets paid uh, a shitload of money. And uh, and we basically do a podcast for free and um, and just, you know, talk bollocks for an hour live. So, um, who would you so, back? Yeah. Who would you back in a penalty shootout? Get to Wembley next year, goes to penalties. Who would you rather oh. go? Bart, Bart, everything every day of the week. Bart, yeah, Bart every day. He's, had, he's got an amazing record with penalties. I think he's he's kept out like thirty percent of the penalties he's faced, which is unbelievable stat. And and the the, the thing with that is is I think every, nearly every question you ask, I know it's because of it's a bit of a reaction because of what happened on Saturday. But every question you ask, Bart comes out the answer pretty much every time. Uh, I just think I think it's I think it was right to give long a go. I think with go with the changes that were made, I think it was the right thing to do. But I do think um, it's the right time now to be looking at and going right. He's been out of the team. Let's get him back in and 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 give him an opportunity in the with the fallback. I mean, we don't know why he isn't in the team. Is you know you know there's lots of rumor. That he had a knee, you know, his knee was flaring up, and you know he, he was struggling with it a bit and all that. But again, it's all rumours. We've got no idea. I mean, you know, the club locked down um, the moles and the secrets pretty hard now, so you know we don't really know. I'd love uh, to know what the players think. Obviously, we yes. never know. But I would absolutely love to know who they would rather have in the stick. Because um, I was talking to. Um, but there are some players what do listen to our show. Um, more than happy for you to get, you know, a family friend or whatever if you don't want to uh, <laughs> drop a line. I'm more than happy for you to drop me a DM. Obviously, I wouldn't tell who you are, but we are interested to see what you, the player, um, think. And I do know that there, there is a, a few handfuls. And Bart could even be listening, to be fair, because um, on Instagram, him and, and George Long were... We're copied in. So again, you know, we'll take private message. Obviously we won't we won't expose that you've um messages, but I'd be keen to to know um yeah. all of us I think we'd be keen to know your views on it. Sorry, Chris, go on, mate. No, I, I, I was saying um I was talking to um a player at the end of season do last year and um you know, uh, you've got to ask a few questions, didn't you? See if you can get anything out of them. I'm not saying this means anything. But I asked them who they thought we'd leave in the summer, and they said, well, long he's going. I was like, really? He's like, well, he's not going to stick around. Like, He's not going to get in the team over Bart. Bart is like the best goalkeeper we've ever played with. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm reading, Maybe I'm reading into it. But that A tells me that that player thought he was a brilliant goalkeeper, Bart. And B, that he felt Long had no chance of, of getting in the team, so he was off. So it's just a bit of a coincidence that he did get in the team. Um, don't know, could be reading into it. I think I think we're privileged to have two goalkeepers with very different qualities, and I think ultimately we'd love to put them together, but if we did, they'd be playing in the Premier League. So not even worth talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right then, last ten minutes or so, let's get these comments up while we're talking on this one. Um 
Joe uh, Chris Brown says, do you think Joe Wright is in with a chance? I think he's a young keeper and he's still learning his trade. The thing is with keepers that they seem to mature a lot later in life um, than your wingers and your strikers and your defenders. Um, so I definitely think he's, he's definitely for the future. Uh, looks like Dave Clark agrees with us. Oh, no, Dave Clark doesn't. He says, which one is the future, though, of Millwall? Dave, you let me know. Are you talking about Long or Bart, or are you talking about the youngsters? Um, the Daily Millwall, Joe Wright and Ryan Stanford, both with shoulder injuries at the moment. And Millwall T, who I've got a feeling I know who that is, um, Keep longing for the next few games. Just Mickey um, on that so, on that yeah. comment that come through about who's the future, who's the future from that one that from Dave, which which yep. one is the future though of Millwall? If we keep going down the route with George Long, and I'm not, this might seem like I've got a bit of a vendetta against him. I don't. I, I think it, his distribution is very good, and I do think there is a place for that, or a time and a place for that, and perhaps not every game but there is there is some you know somewhat useful of it it got to the point with jordan archer and i'll go go back to him that we were conceding soft goals week after week after week with bart no no with jordan archer this is a few, yeah, few years oh, fuck yeah, no we're still no, talking about that kind. but we did and it was why isn't he being dropped why isn't you know, why is he still playing? Why is he still playing? I'm not saying that George Long has made so many mistakes, but I feel like he's got it in him to go through that run of Archer where he does have a weaker hand. I can't remember who it was a couple of weeks ago. Was it the penalty save against, uh, the penalty against Rotherham where he got a hand to it and he, it just sort of like, it's almost as if his hand, his hand bent back as, as it went in. And, and I just think the supporters, the supporters are going to get a little bit frustrated if those kind of things keep happening, so is he the future? I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not convinced. I think I might have to get a friend of the show on um, in a show going forward. Get Brian King on, or um, Brian Horn, or get them both on, and uh, and ask their views on it. Do you know what I mean? They're the um, best. They might be the best uh, people to ask because it's their. Yeah, they're they're the ones there. Do you know what I mean? Or Fordy or someone, but yeah. Um, Dave Martin, hopefully it's not the same Dave Martin who threw the uh, the Brighton game. I mean, allegedly let go of the ball um, many years ago. I don't think you are, mate, and I'm just taking the piss. But, yeah, I agree with him. Um, thanks very much for that comment. And, yeah, if you are watching on YouTube, please do subscribe um, and like. It, it, it helps us right out uh, and helps us grow and get seen by more people. Um Mill Nutter, what do you think of the new kid um, 19 from Shamrock Rovers? Well, unfortunately, Mill Nutter, you've joined lately. You've joined late, so you can either rewatch when we finish and go back to the beginning half and about 15 minutes in, we talk about him, or this is a podcast out at R5 in the morning. You can listen to it on your commute uh, as a podcast, whichever way you want to do it, but we've already spoken about it. And there's no point us going back over old ground. Uh, I've done Dave Martin's one. And MSC 1885 dropping Bart because of his distribution is like a dropping Fleming because because he hasn't got any assists yet. That's a fucking good analogy, to be fair. It is. Fair play, fella. I think that might be comment of the evening. 
Um, Can't really argue with that. No, not really. And uh, unfortunately for you, MFC 1885, um, we have no prizes yet. But as of um, after Christmas, you um, you possibly could have won a prize then, fella. So um, just keep listening and uh, and you'll see. So, um, yeah, no worries, fella. Thanks for coming on anyway. At least you're, at least you're here and giving us um, a view and, and support in the channel. So that's much, much appreciated. Um you should do a football team for YouTube that Mill podcast. Let me know I'm a striker. Well, he's definitely not the old keeper, is he? No, definitely <laughs> not. Um, yeah, no, look, you know, yeah, there is there, there is maybe a chance, but at the moment, mate, I ain't going to mention football playing on a, on, a, on a pitch or anywhere because um, fucking Chris has already done two knees. He ain't doing the third one on my fucking watch. So, yeah, um, but... Watch that. I, I, I might come back to you on that one because um, I am working on a couple of things next year. Uh, and as you know, I did do um, with um, with Phoebe the uh, the Wonderwall Cup with a couple of teams, but we've uh, possibly got something else coming for next year. But yeah, watch that space. If I need a striker, then uh, I need to see your stats first because everyone says they're a fucking striker and couldn't hit a fucking open barn door. So I'd need to see your... your uh, you're scoring videos, fella. But yeah. Right. Gone. I was going to say, I've heard they're on our, our stat company. Are they? <laughs> oh, Mickey's not. Yeah, no, I'm not. Fuck off. I weren't too bad, mate. At least I didn't fuck my knee up. I've done uh, my quads for about 35 minutes. But yeah, no, I'm all right. Um, right. It's it. England. Is it too is it too early to say it's coming home? But we do we do look um, different to every other tournament. Oh, Dave's still not fucking stopping. Look, sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on, Mick. Right, you're the striker. Who would you want in goal, Bart or Long? <laughs> Who do you think would save your shots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch, 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 ouch. I do love this. Each week we get more and more comments, which makes this, you know, doing a live show um, a great idea. There we go. <laughs> He's gone for Bart as well. So, yeah. Um, right, England. Um What's your thoughts of the tournament so far in England's performance? I'll go to you, Chris, because um, you will probably, you and Stephen will give a very detailed response. So we go to you first, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, we have looked good, but we've not played anyone decent yet. So I think the proof will be Saturday. I think whoever wins that game goes on to the final where they lose to Brazil. <laughs> um, no, I think... Um, to me, they're the three standout teams. I think Spain are very good going forwards, but I think they showed their defensive frailties uh, in, in some of the games. I, I'm, um, so, yeah, for me, they're the three top teams. I don't think much of Argentina. Um, I think we've got as good a chance as anyone. I think that the standard is a lot lower than it has been. 
Um, people talk about the golden generation, absolutely. But the players, the, the, the players from other teams were equally better than I think they are now. I think the standard is a lot lower this time, just, just my personal opinion. Um, we have, for me, two players that would get in any other team in the competition at the moment, and that's Bellingham and Harry Kane. I think they are absolute superstars. Um, we've got as good a chance as anyone. I don't get carried away because we've all been here before. Uh, we should have won the Euros. We didn't. We lost to a team that couldn't even qualify for the World Cup. Not that I'm sour. But, um, yes, we have looked good, Mickey, but we've not played anyone any pop. So, really looking forward to Saturday, and that's the real test for me. Um, I would just throw a thought out there. It's something that I've seen on Twitter a lot. Great to hear you, you, you guys' thoughts. Uh, and it's really interesting because it's quite uh, relevant to, to Millwall and, and Gary Rowett. There's a few people suggesting that we should switch to a back five to have Walker and Trippier or Trent to deal with Mbappe. Thoughts? See, personally, I think I can't wait. I can't wait um, for France because we're going to see who's the fastest out of um, Bart and Mbappe. And I think... Oh. Carl Walker and yeah. um and yeah, yeah Bart's fucking multinational. Um Carl <laughs> Walker, fuck me, this is live, I can't edit it out, but even though we don't edit it out, but there we go, there's a bloop before you. Live, live bloop, but there we go. Um let's start again. I, I can't wait for France um for Carl Walker versus Mbappe because I honestly think Kyle Walker is faster than Mbappe. And if Kyle Walker can get Mbappe in his pocket early doors, go straight through him um, and fucking hurt him, um, then I think once you shut him down, France is shit. France is beatable. They've they've been beaten. You know, Tunisia done them. They're they're beatable. And I, I honestly, honestly, hand on heart, right now, I don't think anyone left in that tournament we should be frightened of. No, no, we shouldn't. Even Brazil. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Staving your views on so far with England and is it going to be as negative as, as chaps or are you going to go, yeah, we we beat we beat Iran 6-1. We were, we're fucking, you know, 6 still we were fucking great. So I am going to disagree with him slightly because uh, three of England's opponents are actually ranked in the top 20 in the world, whereas France have only played one team in the top 20. So in terms of, I don't, I don't really know how FIFA do their proud. rankings. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how FIFA do their rankings, but if you're talking about the top teams in the world, France have only played one, we've played three. Uh, England and Holland are only the two nations, I believe, that haven't lost a game. So we've not experienced defeat in, in the tournament as of yet. So... Again, that's a good thing, not conceding many goals, although I think that might be the standard of opposition rather than our defence. Um, something that's interesting with um, what, what Chap said there, though, the standard is the standard has dropped from this World Cup to, to other World Cups, but it's actually the standard of defending. Because if you look at all the attacking players going forward, there's some brilliant, brilliant attackers, but no one seems to be able to defend. 
Brazil relied on 36 year old Thiago Silva, good defender, but it there's clearly Thiago <laughs> Silva. But there's no one there's no one else coming through, is there? They're still reliant on Danny Alves is 40 years old. They're relying on him. The French at the back aren't very good. England aren't at the back. I don't think are particularly good. Um, but but going forward, I'd add Phil Foden to Chaps's um, two players that are absolutely world class. Um, I think Foden is Foden and Bellingham will be the future of English football um, for a long, long time. Outstanding players. Um, I'm not particularly worried about France. I must admit. Um, I think Mbappe is obviously world class, but they do seem to be reliant on him. Um, I wouldn't go with five at the back either, personally. I think you, you stick to what you know. Um, I, I, I said before we come on the show, and just turning this back to Millwall, about 10 years ago, we, we come up against two of the best players in the league at the time, Wes Houlihan and Adele Tarapt, who were running rings around the rest of the division. And uh, Kenny Jacket at the time went, right, Jimmy, you sit on them. And he got both of them substituted who because they couldn't they couldn't deal with it. I would argue that on Saturday, I would say to Declan Rice or Jordan Henderson, I don't expect them to keep up with Mbappe, but stick to him. Stick to him, mark him out of the game, and let's see what the other French players can do. Because if you take Mbappe out, I don't think they've got very much. And if and uh, to, to finish, whoever wins the game on Saturday goes on to win the World Cup for me. So whether it's France or England, whoever does it goes on to win. France can't do it. If I'm honest with you, mate, we can't have them winning two back to back for fuck's sake. We'd never live it down. Fucking hell. Um, Kai, your thoughts, fella? And then I will come to the comments. Um, and just one quick one. Mike, no, um, I don't. Um, I'm at the moment, I am completely teetotal. So unfortunately, no. Um, that is water, I promise you, and not vodka. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, it's all about the drugs at the minute, mate. No, not not, not those sort of drugs either. So uh, yeah, <laughs> before that one cuts out, someone's just going to cut that bit out. I'm quite coming in. Tell us about tell us your thoughts on England so far, fella, and um, and tell us how many England games have you not been pissed at yet? Um, I haven't been to any England games to be fair this year. Really quick okay, answer. but watching on telly. Don't be fucking funny, fella. Uh, to be fair, I watched yesterday. Uh, it's Sunday. Best. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just. I was having a good time. Fucking mates. Um, <laughs> I really was. I promise you, I was. I, I had. A, I had a couple of. Should we change the subject for you? Just tell us how England is. Come on. What's your thoughts on England so right, far okay. in this tournament? Uh, rather I'm than buzzing. making you, rather than making you sweat. <laughs> no, I'm buzzing with how England have done so far. Um, I think they've been really good. The Iran game was a was a really good performance, and I know you know it was only against Iran um, at the start, but you know teams like Argentina, Germany, they both lost their first games against Japan, Saudi Arabia, and the way we, we really conquered Iran with, with so much dominance was really impressive. Um, USA was a bit of a boring game, probably won't really touch on that too much, but Wales was a really good performance. And one thing I saw Harry Kane say earlier on, um, they do it's called the Lions Den, isn't it? Um, in the England show, um, he said something like. In the games, I wonder, I wonder who had a show last last year, two years ago, called Into the Lions Den. Maybe I need to talk to the FA about fucking stealing my name there. But yeah, go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, 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 made a, he made a good point about how every time we've scored in this competition, we've gone on to back it up with a quick second goal so far. 
And he said that that's really killed off games like Wales, who scored two in about two minutes. Obviously, uh, yesterday, Senegal was scored with two in ten. Iran, we scored about three in about five. Um, so, yeah, so did Sunderland. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, but no, it's been good so far. I think we're going to beat the French. I think, I reckon probably one of the same sort of pattern. I reckon two second half goals win it. I reckon Harry Kane's get one. I reckon I'll go with a, a Saka goal as well. Happy days through to the semis, I reckon. Fingers crossed. Okay, let's get some of these comments. Uh, Ken Clark um, says Bart. So he reckons Bart's quicker than Mbappe. No, he's, he's talking about Bart <laughs> versus know, Long, know, obviously. But he might be. Bart, Bart could be. But fuck me, I've uh, made so many fuck ups tonight. It's unreal. I tell you I, what, as well. It's, if I we love doing Danny shows Mac, with Chris. If yeah. we lose Danny Mac, then Bart could play at right back for us. If that's. Um, okay, Dave, Dave Martin's still going. He's left footed as well. So that's the last comment on it. Um, where are we? I've answered that one. Um, sorry, disagree, Mickey. He had trouble with the Senegal winger. He did to a degree, but we still fucking beat him. Oh, and on um, that as well, on that as well, the Senegal winger that he's talking about, Millwall kept quiet at the den this year because it's, it's made us off. Yeah. Watford. Yeah. See, Millwall can do him, but Kyle Walker can't. It says a lot, doesn't it? Hey, Kyle work, Walker, not even fit to play in our team. Like, forwards from Senegal playing Millwall's league. This is what I'm saying. We've not played anyone any good. Like, we, we really ain't. Like, Ndiaye, yeah, all right, he's one of the best players in the league and Saar, but... You've been on. singing his praises, haven't you, for most of this season. Who's that? Is he, is, he's not a Senegal player, is he, or is he? Ndiaye is, yeah. No, yeah. he's brilliant for the championship. Yeah. I, I'm, what I'm saying is, 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 against England, like, it's like England playing a championship team. You know, some some of these players are just anyway. I, I think we'll beat France, but all I'm saying is, just I don't think we should be getting carried away. I love this comment. Well, Giroud's got no pace, so that's yeah, not true. Reason's pretty slow as well. Mbappe might. Mbappe's rapid. Dembele, the other side. Dembele's got a bit of pace as well. Yeah. He's fucking rapid, mate. Mbappe. So yeah. I also but, like Dave. Also Mbappe. like Dave, Daily Mills. Gone. He plays out on the left. I, I'd, honestly, I, it, it, the matchup is is Walker v Mbappe. Yeah. If Walker can, if Walker is 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 on his game, that is that really is going to determine the outcome because because he's not Mbappe runs past people like they're not even there. I don't think he's going to be able to quite do that to Walker. It's just it's just when Mbappe stops, does Walker have the ability to be able to defend the the sort of moments of magic? Yeah. Um... This one's classic. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if there's no games, there's no goals in it. Yeah, I would as well. So yeah, um, this is this is typical Millwall watching Rowett all season. And can I just say, has anybody ever seen Rowett and Southgate in the same room at the same time? <laughs> it's so similar watching England and Mill, isn't it? It really and is. You say times. that, and look, yeah. Danny Chappell says exactly the same as you, mate. Um, For the first, I don't know, if, I'm assuming you all watched it yesterday. The first 20 minutes watching uh, Stones, Maguire, Shaw, and 
Walker knock the ball around. You might as well have just replaced them with Danny Mac, Cresswell, Cooper and, and Murray Wallace because we do the same thing. We knock it around our defenders quite a, a lot. Admittedly, you know, uh, I'm not comparing Mills back four to England's back four, but it was very, very similar. Um, Chris Brown, I mean, I saw something today where there are a couple of teams talking to the FA about potentially moving um, games slightly forward so that um, away teams can get... Did, did anyone uh, see... Go. Did anyone see that Newport immediately rejected the uh, appeal from Doncaster this weekend? Obviously, Newport being a team based in Wales, they literally was like, nope, you can travel and we're not doing anything about it straight away. Bitter. And they want to play but, early. But the thing is, what gets me with Wales, right, is that when we got knocked out, they were cheering, posting videos everywhere, you know, all over the moon, all of that. When we give it back, they can't take it still. Don't worry, fellas, you've still got leaks and daffodils. We might have a World Cup instead, so fuck you. We'll see you in 64 years. Um, Dave Martin suggests 3-2 to France. Yeah. Good question. We go we go to go to Kai first. Go on. We'll do this for about another five minutes. We'll we'll finish up on this point. So go on in Kai. Yes or no, or you can go in as detailed as you want. I I think hundred percent. I think with Pep Which one? Uh I'd say Pep. Um I think the players he's worked with at City, obviously like you start to fold in your mm. your greenish is them sort of players, like John Stones, he and Kyle Walker, he's got that he'd have that know-how of how to get the best out of them, how to make them, because City are just ridiculous in terms of the way, the way they play. And if Pep could transfer them skills to England, who have got that exact, uh, they've, got, they've got all the, all the, all the needs and all the ingredients to do that, there's no reason why we couldn't do it. With a little bit of a change of style, a little bit of change of formation, we could do that easily, I reckon. And yeah, Pep would make a, a real um, world great. He has given a follow-up comment. Yeah. He might even be able to make uh, Haaland change nationalities as well. <laughs> Stephen, what's your thoughts on that? I'm going to be a little bit controversial here, but since Guardiola and Klopp have been at Liverpool and Manchester City, how many Champions League titles have they won? One? I think it's one. one Liverpool. Yeah. I think Liverpool have won one Champions League title and Manchester City have got to the final and the semi-finals. So... Are yeah, Man City hasn't won one yet, have they? Yeah. Are they are they knockout are they knockout specialists or are they league specialists? Mm. Um I, I'm not so sure. I, I don't think they've won a few I, cups though, haven't they? They've won a few domestic cups. Yeah, but I think in the big games, in those big Champions League ties, and Klopp's record with Liverpool in the Champions League is very, very good, but he's only won it once and Guardiola hasn't been able to get a billion pound squad to win to win the Champions League. So I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I'm not saying that there's better managers than them out there, but I don't think that it would be an instant guarantee that if you had one of those as England manager that we'd win the World Cup, personally. Chris, come on in, fella. Don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I can't really answer it. I, 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 I think he's amazing. Um, but you can't argue what Stephen said. Uh, and, and ultimately, 
let's be honest, it's, it's never going to happen. So it probably doesn't even doesn't even. Matter. I personally, I personally think the German manager will step down. Um, huh? The Hansi Flick, the national coach. Yep, yep. I think he will step down, maybe before the next major tournament, and I think Kopp, um, Klopp will go to manage the German team. Well, it said that he's, it's just, it was a report the other day saying that Klopp is obsessed with the Newcastle project. Yeah, well, so would I be when you got a fucking rich Arab, you know, royal family behind it and money's no option. I'd be obsessed <laughs> with going to Newcastle as a manager. I mean, Christ, let's put it this way. Right? I could go to Newcastle and manage that team and win football if I could go. I want... Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'll tell you what will be interesting, Just and I'll come to your comment in a minute, Danny. What will be interesting going forward is to see where Ronaldo goes and to see where... Because it's reported that Messi could be going to Beckham's team. And there's also possible rumour that Beckham is trying to sign uh, Ronaldo too. Um, and it will be you know interesting to see finally... Uh, Messi and Ronaldo on the same team um, but personally I think the money is too big a draw for Cristiano Ronaldo and I think he will probably go to the Saudi Arabia team I could see them potentially signing him and then loaning him to a Champions League team so that he can have one more season in the Champions League to see what he can do but £173 million a year contract with the Saudi Arabia team um, it is pretty much a no-brainer, I think, don't you? I don't think it's... Um, can have all anything. the money in, can have all the money in the world that make him anywhere near as good as Messi for me. Yeah, but when you're on £473,000 per day, um, I couldn't really give a fuck what your opinions are, to be fair. <laughs> I will just sit there being in Saudi Arabia, which means that I will be tax-free because I'll make sure I live in Dubai. I will be tax-free, earning half a million pound a day. And you know what? I couldn't get on though. Like, honestly, what can you spend that? I mean, that's a story for another. Like, he's got enough money. Like, I also think Ronaldo, I, he's, I don't think, I think he wants to still play competitive football. That's not, yes. I don't think, I don't think that's really what he wants. Uh, personally, I, 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 as much as you say, oh, he wants the money, I, he still wants to go out at the top. And I, yeah. I, I could, if, if Portugal somehow win this World Cup, I could potentially see Ronaldo going, right, I'm done. And, and just retiring, finishing. Maybe, maybe. Right, let's not throw these comments before we go. Yep, Dave said, imagine the attacks. Um, what about the legs and domestic? Yeah, they're still not Champions League, mate. Um, and Man City always lives in Man United shadow for that one. Um, England win the World Cup. Wall go up after a fantastic second after the season. You know what, Danny? I'll fucking take that. Um, thanks very much. Um, yep, Dave, thank you very much. We do these for you. Um, they're good fun recording live because then we get to hear your comments as well. What do you think we need in January? Um, probably some Elka Seltzer and some Rene, probably after all the food and beer, what we probably drank at Christmas, if I'm honest. But no, we need, I reckon, a right wing 
attacking right winger and possibly a striker or maybe a new keeper. Um, what's your thoughts? Kai, quick answer, then we're fucking off. Uh, right winger and attacker, but a striker for me. Chris? Um, I think we should go into this a bit deeper, to be honest, especially as we get nearer January. But, um, yeah, target, mobile target man and a right winger. There we go. There's a show for over the Christmas period then we're going to dig. Because, actually, on the um, on our stat partner site, we can actually put in players who you want alike. So you could put, for instance, Mbappe and lower the money and it will give you a list of players internationally what play the same style, but obviously within your, your wage bracket. Pretty much the same stuff um, what a lot of the clubs use. Our, our stat company... Um, goes from there um you had to put ellis in again didn't you so yep you are obsessed uh chris and thank you very much gents for all the fucking abuse what the uh, the outside world doesn't see on our private chat comment group where i have been pretty roasted tonight yeah. um for my cock up so it makes a change for me roasting you boys so yeah that's it uh slightly longer than normal Get involved if you do like this. Please join in every week. Get involved with the comments. Um, if you think maybe we should change times, give us an idea on that one as well because some of the panel thinks that I'm an old cunt during 9 o'clock. But if you want us to change it, let us know. Also, let us know if you prefer Monday night or Sunday night. Um, and maybe going forward next year, we might do um, a few other shows live. Um because it's great for your interaction. Hopefully, we'll get more and more of you getting involved. Kai, thank you very much for getting involved, fella. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good evening. If you're watching back this and you write for a living or you want to get involved in writing, Kai is looking um, for some writers for the website, which, again, is being revamped, hopefully, for next year. So definitely check that out. Stephen, thank you very much for joining us again, fella, and no, thank, uh, and welcome much. to the panel with with chaps, who's um very knowledgeable and a piss taking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks very much for joining again, mate, and uh, and it's uh, it's good to have you on board. Your football knowledge is good and and all of that. So thanks again hopefully, for coming on, mate. Hopefully, the next time we do the show as well on the Sunday or the Monday, we'll have a Millwall and England double next weekend. Yeah, that's fucking jinxed it now, isn't it? Um, so don't yeah. bet on it. Don't bet no. on it. Yeah, don't <laughs> bet on it. Um, Chris, thanks very much, mate. It's been fucking superb having you back, fella. We've missed you. Um, it's been nearly six weeks um, where we've not seen your gracious face um, and your fantastic wits and sarcastic drool, um, and it's been great. Um, but, yeah, thanks very much for getting getting back on the show, fella. It's great to see you, and the world knows now that you, you are still around uh, rather than just hearing your pre-recorded voice. Yeah, no, thanks. It's good to be back. And, um, yeah, really enjoyed tonight. It's absolutely flown by. An hour and 20 minutes. Um, and uh, question for you then, lads, to end. Would you want Millwall to win 6-0 on Saturday or England to scrape a 1-0? Oh. Yeah, 
that's the thought for you boys um, going forward. Leave your, leave your message after the comment. Um, if you like what Chris has said on the show, he does a video after uh, every game we play uh, called Chat, uh, Chat with Chaps. Uh, it's available on our YouTube channel and also it's available as a podcast on Sunday morning. Dave Martin's come in and said uh, Millwall to win 6-0 and it's good to see that there's boys with club before country like myself. So, uh, yeah, Danny's wall as well. Um, yeah, thanks very much for getting involved, fella. This show's only as good as you boys getting involved. There we go. Look, everyone's coming in. Um that's it from us. If you are watching on YouTube, which most of you are, please just press that subscribe button. That's us done for another week. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, for you welcoming us into your space and letting us talk bollocks with you for just over an hour. That's it from us. We'll see you again um, next week. Till then, listen to us back tomorrow as a podcast. That's it from us. Come on, England. Ah, fuck England. Come on, Millwall. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.